Hello and welcome to Four Lads Weekly Podcast. My name is Stevie Clifford. I'm your host this week and joining me is Mr Andy McKellar. Andy, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. Aye, thanks for having me on again and plenty to catch up on. Yeah, well, actually, um, we've decided to pod tonight on a really positive weekend for Rangers, which we'll look back on. Um, it's fair to say that we are feeling pretty good about things tonight, Andy. Yeah, yeah, feeling good. Uh, really important weekend, I think, in terms of, you know, the, the title race that we now definitely find ourselves in. And, you know, it kind of sets things up quite nicely as we start the second half of the season with some big games coming up. So, yeah, as you say, big weekend and something we can really look forward to. Yeah, before we come to the results and um, what's what's actually happened this weekend, we'll focus a wee bit on the plane and stuff like that. We look back at the transfer window, Andy. Obviously, Rangers done some good business. Fabio Silva arriving on loan from Wolves early on in the window and then followed up by Mohamed Diamande arriving for £4.5 million fee loan obligation in the summer, if you like, from Norseland in Denmark. I had to stop there before I tried to pronounce that one. And then just right at the end, Oscar Cortez also arriving on loan. So I feel like we've done some good business feel like the three that have came in will, will really settle in and hopefully play a big part. Obviously not seen Diamandi yet. Fabio Silva's beginning to settle with his first goal at the weekend, which we'll come to. Diamandi's obviously, when you, you think about that kind of fee that Rangers are obliged to pay in the summer, that's a big outlay for us, but it's an exciting one. And then Cortez is somebody that, that has got a lot of promise and a lot of good stats at the under-20s and things like that. What's your feeling around the, the transfer window? I think going into it, my expectations weren't too high. I think both the the manager and the board sat at the AGM and sort of downplayed it a wee bit. You know, I think they just want weren't wanting fans to get too carried away with thinking, you know, we're just going to go and splash, you know, millions of pounds and bring in so many players because realistically that's not going to happen. But I think Silva coming in early was a big boost. You know, we we needed a striker. We knew that with Danny Lubin out, and we can just you know we're just starting to see now what he can do. I thought against uh, Livingston. I know he said he wasn't a nine, but I think he played more like a nine against Livingston than he had in his previous games. You know, he was in about the box a bit more while still doing some ex- excellent link-ups. So you can see the quality there and the touch and the movement. So, you know, getting him in early was good. But I think that perhaps raised the expectations a wee bit. But, you know, then we go out and bring in Diomandi. And as you say, that's a, a significant fee for us, even if it's coming in the summer. But I think the key thing there is you can't always control when these deals come up. You know, if a player's available you maybe can't wait to the summer because you get so many other offers then. So, you know, we've went in, got the deal done, identified him as something we need. It'll be really interesting to see what he brings because I think just looking at the sort of profile, you know, he's something a bit different to the the players we've got in there at the moment. So, yeah, we'll be interested to see where he fits in. And um, Cortez, in terms of him, you know, brief cameo against Livingston. We saw wee, wee bits of what he can do. But I think it was just good to get him on the park, let him experience the home stadium. And... Um, you know, he'll slowly start working his way in, I hope. As you say, young lad, plenty of promise there. So it'll be interesting to see how he develops. I think the one thing, of course, fans did speak about at the, the end of the window was not getting in a striker, not getting in a number nine. And I think the number nine most people wanted in was, was Lauren Shankland, of course. Um, on that deal, you know, it comes down to the player, the club, the money they wanted, the money we have got, all these, all these sorts of things. But I think if you look at the window overall, are we stronger at the end of it than we were at the start? Yep, I would say we were. So, you know, in that point, I think we can be positive. 
Yeah, I think that's yeah. a very fair point. Is something I was going to ask you, and something I feel that there was a huge clamour for a striker, and I and I must admit I was in that clamour as well. I think that we are short up front, but it seems pretty clear to me that that's not a, a view shared by the manager. He spoke about it, and he seems to feel that it's actual chance creation and quality of chance that we need to get better at doing. Now the the brief kind of cameos we've seen of Fabio Silva so far and then Saturday's match seemed to me that he's more of a, a link-up and a creator, so he's going to create chances. You look at Cortez coming in, ideally as a winger, fast, pacey, he's got some end product that we know about from, from his stats at his time at Millenarias and then the Under-20 World Cup. He's not got so much of a chance at Lens, but he has played 40 minutes and got an assist and a goal. He's obviously somebody that they're going to bring in or we're going to bring in and hope is going to do that as well. And then there's Diamandi, who's a left-sided midfielder, more of an eight than a, than a six. He likes to attack, he likes to carry the ball, he likes to make the difference in the final third. So that would indicate to me that maybe the manager doesn't feel like the striking options are an absolute priority for us. And that's interesting for me because I would say that we create a lot, but maybe don't have anybody to get on the end of them. And then there's the other argument where I think that Clement is where we don't create enough clear-cut opportunities, which is an interesting view. Where are you on this? A bit like yourself, I do think we did need a striker. I mean, I think if we'd have brought in Shankland or somebody similar, I don't think there would have been too many fans disappointed with that. You know, I think we do need a goal scorer in there. I think purely because you just want somebody you can rely on to bang in, you know, 10, 15 goals, whatever it is between now and the end of the season. But having said that, We've all been, you know, we've all been at games where we've struggled to, you know, low block. We haven't created much. We're kind of struggling to play through them. So, you know, there's no good having a guy like Shankland in the box if you're not giving him any chances or you're just throwing crosses into the box. So hopefully that's where, you know, maybe Diomandi comes in because we don't really have a number eight anywhere. You know, you've got Jack Lundstrom, uh, Raskin probably that plays a six. Raskin can play as an eight, but I'm not sure he's really the creative type. So. And we'll see what Cortez brings to the, the table as well, because you know we'll lose out a fair bit on on Sima. You know he brings a lot of goals and he's in the box and causing causing danger. So I think it's one of those ones, as you say, the managers maybe falling down on one side of the argument, or maybe it's just come down to player availability. But I think if we're creating more chances, you know we're bound to take enough of them. I think in most of the games, I, I think even with even with Dessers, you've seen lately, you know he scored a fair number of goals, scored some really good goals as well. So hopefully if the chance creation goes up, which is something we have had problems with in the past, you know, we can benefit from that and start sticking a few more goals in. Yeah, it's all fair. It's going to be interesting to see how it pans out. But that takes us nicely, obviously, to the matches and to Rangers' recent form. They came back after the, the winter break and went to Dumbarton and won that game 4-1. I was quite pleased with that. I thought it was a decent performance in a very horrible pitch and tricky conditions. The weather was atrocious. We've come unstuck at times before Andy so I felt like that was a good one to to come back and kind of set a tempo for yeah it's, it's one of those no win games isn't it you know you've just got to get it done and as you say difficult conditions some new players coming in and all that sort of stuff did well to get the goals you'd be a bit sticky at times with the conditions and the play but no I think that was a good performance and a, a good one as you say into the heart and into the next round that's that's kind of all you can do in those sort of games yeah I agree and then we followed it up quite nicely with a 3-0 victory at Easter Road. And I was really impressed with that one because that could have been a difficult game. 
and now we know that Hibs have, have subsequently followed it up with a, a bit of a, a hiding at the weekend at home to St Mirren. But I think they're a capable side and going to Easter Road is always difficult. We created a, a barrel load of chances. Jack's had a good save as well in there, but we scored three good goals. And then we've taken that into St Mirren and, and produced a different kind of performance, which I, gave me a whole lot of confidence because that's three away games on the bounce after the break where the potential for a banana skin is always there from Rangers returning after a, a kind of winter break and <laughs> and we've done that really well and it feels to me even before this weekend it felt to me like that we were building up a, a head of momentum and a kind of head of steam how do you feel about that yeah I think that's the key thing is that the winter break hasn't you know killed us in any way we've carried the momentum that we ended the season with uh, ended the first half of the season with into the second half and as you say games like Easter Road St Mirren two very different games but we've come out with the points we've come out with clean sheets and you know there just doesn't seem to be any panic there at the moment we're just going about our business even you know missed Goldson at Easter Road and you know rotated the squad a bit for St Mirren a game where we really had to dig in and grind it out but we got there again difficult conditions so no I think there's a lot to be positive about the way we've started the second half of the season and those two sort of different games I think showed two different sides to the team that they can do well. What really impressed me or what maybe not impressed me that's not the right word but what really satisfied me was the reaction not only to last weekend but to the performance and on social media there wasn't a panic there wasn't a slate in the team it was a it was more of a sense of right we found a different way to win today that's a good win at St Mirren really awful windy conditions, pitch wasn't great, and we've come away and won that 1-0. The manager spoke a lot about the synergy returning, and he spoke again about it after Livingston at the weekend. It feels like people are, are being a wee bit more patient, and it feels like there's a lot more trust in this team now. Yeah, as you were saying, I was just about to quote that as well, you know, the manager's comments at the weekend there, and the fans can see, you know, what he's trying to build. They can see... There's a squad there that's working for the manager. They can see what the manager's trying to do and that we're going in the right direction. So as you say, when you get a sticky game against St Mirren where it's not pretty, you get away with a 1-0 win, fans, can let, you know, fans are happy with that. They can they can sit back and say, do you know what, it's one of those games that we really had to dig it out. You maybe don't get away with that when things aren't going so well. You know, As you say, people are maybe waiting to jump in the backs of the players or the manager or whoever. But no, I think it speaks volumes for where we've gone under come on, what he's done with the squad at the moment and probably where the fans think we are at the moment that there hasn't been that reaction and even at the weekend there, you know, the crowd were right behind the team. And there was obviously that you know an opportunity there to close the gap, which was important. But, you know, there wasn't panic. They just stayed behind the team until we got the first goal and then, you know, that's maybe something we've not seen in the past and certainly not in the first half of the season. Yep, and I think that's very important. And it brings us to the weekend, obviously Celtic were up first, they go to Pataudry, we're all expecting it to be pretty much the way it always is when they play. However, much to my surprise, certainly Aberdeen managed to get a draw. And before we had even kicked off, Ibrooks was was feeling you know, positive. We go about Saturday's business well. It was a very comfortable afternoon. Livingston on goal, not even on target, on goal. I think that's the, the first time in a long time that's ever happened. And they were fairly easily dispatched. It was 3-0. Andy, and then it became a bit more of a training match. Rangers maybe took their foot off it a wee bit, but they knocked it about really well at times. Good passing, good movement, good good kind of attacking play. We saw Cortez get a wee cameo. There was lots of positives in there. 
And of course, this means the gap's now three points with Rangers still in that game in hand. And considering the mess that Clement has inherited when he first came in, there's a real good feel, good factor about this team at the moment. And it's fair to say that a lot of people now believe, myself included, that we're in this title race. Yeah, there absolutely is. And, um, you know, I think at the weekend, these are the kind of games we've fallen short in the past. Games where we've had an opportunity to go and close the gap or get closer to Celtic. And we just haven't done it. The pressure, whatever it is, the team just hasn't been up to it. So, although it was only Livingston, a game we should win, the fact that we did it so comfortably, as you say, they didn't even have a shot on target at all. Uh, sorry, at goal, never mind on target. And, yeah, as you say, turned into a training match, got some players on. But the, the thing that impressed me was, even at 2-3-0, and we kept the tempo high. You know, we kept actually pushing, I think, to try and get that fourth or fifth. It was only really the last 15 minutes, I think, you know, maybe when the atmosphere calmed down a wee bit, that we kind of took a foot off the gas and just started knocking the ball about. But no, it was it was, it was was really encouraging. And I suppose the big test now is, you know, Clement said it in the past, is confirmation. Can we go and follow up on Tuesday? That's that's now the big question. And that indeed takes us nicely to, to Tuesday. And, and the big question is, is this a title challenge or is it a false dawn? feels to me like this is a title challenge. It feels to me like this is a different Rangers side under Philip Clement. And I'll point to a couple of factors in that. Not only are they getting results, maybe when they're not playing well, so St Mirren at Paisley, for example, but they're getting results at grounds where maybe they haven't before in these races. And not only that, there's been such a turnaround in player form, Andy. I think that's massive. When you consider upscale in, in performances of Red Van Yilmaz, John Lundstrom, I think that's been massive. Todd Cantwell starting to find some form and Cyril Dessers has went from a guy that's been booed off to a guy that they're now singing his name in the stands. And I think that that speaks volumes for the kind of calibre of manager that we have and the direction that we're going in. And that gives me faith that this isn't a false dawn, but this is actually, for the first time in, in several years, a proper title race. And it feels like Rangers are, are not only in it, but have the momentum because although we don't like to speak about them and, and concentrate on them at all, it kind of feels like they're at the point where they're desperate to fail so that they can just tear each other apart. They're against their board. The manager's not exactly flavour of the month. And I feel like that a couple more results either way in Rangers' favour, that they might be in the situation where they were a couple of years ago when Rangers went to 55. Is that fair? I think in terms of the title challenge being real, absolutely. You go back to when Philip Clement was appointed, we were seven points behind, and you spoke there, Stevie, about momentum. That shows you the momentum and what way it has been going since the manager came in. So, as you say, they've kind of been struggling a bit. We've been marching on, we've been winning games. And I'll be interested to see how they react because they've not had any pressure for a while. And when we won the league, we didn't have it either. All, all the leagues have been won at a canter, really. So it will be interesting to see how both teams handle it now. And we, as you say, we've just got to keep turning the screw now. We've got Tuesday night and then into the cup game. We just need to keep winning and seeing where that leaves us. Because as you say, the momentum, I think, at the moment is with us. But we've got to carry that. We've got to keep it going over the next few games and, you know, you don't want to be hitting a speed bump too early the minute you get close to them because it just gives them that wee bit of belief again that actually, you know, we've not got it in us to, to challenge because that's what's happened in the past. Anytime we get close around about Christmas time or just before or just after, 
We've had one bad result and it's bled into two or three. But I think things do feel different under this manager. I think under Clermont, you know, there is a guy there who's won leagues before, he's been over the course and as you said with, with um Red Van, Lundstrom, Cantwell, Dessers, he's improving these players and I think he's getting the most out of the squad. I mean you only have to look at the how how much of a rotated squad he had out at the weekend and you go and win three 0 comfortably. So, you know, I think the manager is what really gives you belief this time that you know, we're in a real title race and, and perhaps, as you say, the momentum is with us and we can just edge forward a bit now. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to, to end this podcast. And I will, will say one thing. On Saturday, Ravi Matondo said that Philip Clement has got everyone believing in this building and we only take it a game at a time. But everybody's on side and thinking only about Rangers. Philip Clement's made a believer out of me, that's for sure. Andy, thanks for your time tonight. Thanks, Davey. Thanks again.